Welcome to What They Never Told Us, the podcast where we explore our own personal journeys in the hopes to give you some insight into your own narrative. I'm your host, Sasha, licensed mental health counselor. And I'm your host, Crystal, licensed social worker. Yes, we are mental health professionals. However, we are not experts on anyone else but ourselves. You are the only expert on you. The information shared or discussed on this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a licensed mental health professional. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the podcast. Today's episode will be a continuation of the last one. We said we had a lot to talk about with ass versus guest culture. And of course, we are here to deliver because this shockingly simple concept has really sparked a lot of thought between the both of us. And I I do feel like it's one of those things that once you're aware, you definitely have a lot more control about the way that you show up in relationships and it gives you a lot of insight into your world. But before we get started, you know, we got to tell you what we've been holding in because this is our podcast and this is what we want to do. So, you've <laughs> been holding in. Uh, what have I been holding in? How, am I holding in anything? You know, I, I don't know if this is holding in anything, but it did, it did kind of shock me. I don't know why, because, like, I remember where I went to junior high school and I'm not surprised. But most of the people that I knew, right, from junior high school, except for the friends that I have now, I don't know. They they just kind of, I, I'm shocked at the trajectory that their life took them in. And I found something out yesterday. I found that um, one of like the eight guys was arrested for Ooh. doing something very, very bad. And oh, they were in the news. And when I saw the picture of this person, they looked completely different, right? And it kind of like rocked my world a bit because I have this memory of this wholesome, cute little boy. And then to see this man and I'm like, what the fuck happened? Probably drugs. Um, mm. You know, nothing new. Uh, you, you, and it, I think it just reminds me of where I came from. <laughs> you know, oh, like yeah. sometimes we, we, like this narrative of like, oh, we made it. Da, da, da. It doesn't really fit with me because I think that I've always intended on like, getting an education and do and not to say that that's the right way but I always wanted this path for myself and when I look at this person I'm like what went wrong and I'm looking back and I think I'm feeling like nostalgia and just kind of wondering like how does this happen and you know thinking about where we do come from recognizing like oh I don't think everybody no wonder my mom was so scared when I would Mm. go off like you she didn't want me to end up with the wrong crowd kind of thing because Yo, that's real. <laughs> so I don't know if I'm holding it in. It's just that's what's been on my mind. I don't know if I've mentioned it to you before, but when I look at my Facebook page, this was a, a while ago. I had obviously like my old high school folks. I don't want to say that they were my friends, but people that I went to high school with and then people that I um, went to college with. And I for a very long time, I realized like how different, like, cause I kind of was like in my world, in my neighborhood with people that looked like me, talked like me, grew up like me. And then I went to college and it was a PWI. So it was obviously a very different group of folks. And I just noticed that a lot of the people that I went to college with, um, got, went on to get their master's or went on to work in professional careers where they've advanced. They're mostly all married. They're having children now. Like some have like small children. Some are just having babies. And then like the people that I went to high school with, it's really a mixed bag. 
it's just those the people that I went to high school with is a mixed bag. So I guess you saying that reminds me of just like kind of like where we come from and how we can end up and how much our world really does. Like the people around us really do influence like who we yeah. become. Yeah, because I'm thinking about that, the, you know, the it group. It feels almost as though that they they hit their peak at that point in time mm. of their life. And you think about like, you know, what society does to you and what culture does to you. And I think about all these little kids today on TikTok and like I watch them get out of school and stuff. And like, I just wonder like how they how consumed they get with being popular or having the latest trend or being the latest trend. And then how that affects you later on in your life when this is part of your upbringing. Like, I never thought about that because I wasn't cool. I was the little chubby girl, even though I knew the cool people. (laughs) But I knew I wasn't cool. Yeah, I mean, the cool crowd was like, that's the girl on lockdown, which wasn't very far off from what was actually happening in my life. Um, But it's crazy to think, like you said, hit their peak in high school. Imagine being like 16 and hitting your peak when you got a whole ass life ahead of you. It's crazy. It is, yeah. Um, Hopefully, to those people who have kids, like you're raising your children right and instilling some values so that they can move past this stage of their life because it it's it's a very it's scary man to be young in this age like it was scary when we were younger and now I feel even more for these kids 1000% um so just really quickly what I'm holding in um I think I'm holding in a lot of loneliness I think I'm kind of like well one I have a lot of time uh, and people are living their lives and I'm like just trying to figure out unemployment um which I'm not mad at I'm glad at the downtime but I'm like oh like I'm realizing what is loneliness what does that actually look like I'm still sitting with it so I don't know that I have answers but you know what does that loneliness mean for me and am I actually alone but what does it feel what's the difference between being alone and feeling alone so just kind of trying to work through the nuance of that so that's really what I've been holding in it's funny right because even at like my busiest times I can feel alone when I'm around a bunch of people and there's different stages of lonely right like I don't Mm -hmm. know how to explain it sometimes I just want to be alone like nobody around me um but also loneliness has to do with like being able to kind of keep the people or the love in your mind and like so they move with you I don't know if that makes Mm -hmm. sense but yeah so I get what you're yeah no definitely internalizing what you actually have because you could logically understand it and not emotionally feel it Okay, so to jump into today's episode, we are going to be talking about guest versus ass culture. And on a very basic level, we want to explain what the difference is between an asker and a guesser. Asker is a person who directly asks with the understanding that a person can say no, or they accept that there's a possibility that the person that they're asking something of can say no, if need be. And a guesser is uh, ultimately someone who never wants to put anyone in a position to say no and also does mm-hmm. not want to be 
put themselves in a position where they would have to say no to someone else, right? So they're kind of trying to read the room, guess like people's signs. They don't want people to feel uncomfortable. So they don't necessarily ask for what they need directly. They may say something like, hmm, I'm hungry or wow, that ice cream sounds like it's delicious, right? So nothing directly being asked But it's with the insinuation that the person who is on the receiving end will offer food or ice cream if that's what they so want to. And if they don't, then it's okay for the guesser because they never asked the question directly. And maybe it's not actually okay for the guesser, but they put put themselves in a position where they don't want the person to say no directly. But if they do want to share, then they're in a position to share. Uh, yeah, they do a little dance around, mm-hmm. like, there's a very suggestive, this is what I may want, right? Um, thinking it's cute. It's not cute. Uh, not all the time. <laughs> but, um, maybe I'm talking about myself. But basically, I, I did want to point out that what we're talking about is, like, a part of communication in general, right? Mm-hmm. Like, when you're communicating relationally, um, this is not all communication. This is just a piece of it. So, like, a guesser is a very indirect communicator, and an asker mm-hmm. is a very direct communicator. Absolutely. Um, and what I will say is in terms of like guessers and askers, guessers hear questions or requests from people as expectations of what mm. should be done and not as optional. So when you ask a guesser something, they don't feel like they have the opportunity to say no. Like that's how they interpret their world. So they then project that belief onto other people, which is why they don't often like like to ask directly. Um, so I think, I mean, it's pretty easy to guess where you land in regards to being a guesser versus an asker, just based on your communication style. I feel like guessers and askers rub each other the wrong way sometimes because askers like to be told like just like guessers project onto other people askers assume that the world around them should also operate as you know everyone else should be an asker if you want something ask for it so i think they tend to rub each other the wrong way so i feel like you can easily tell when you're with someone who's the opposite (laughs) communication style as you Yes, that was a really um, good breakdown of like what an asker looks like and a guesser. Of course, with everything in life and everything being human, it's definitely more nuanced. I actually think that, it, like, let's say you heard the definition of an of an asker and you're like, yeah, yeah, that's me. Yes, you can put yourself in that label. And then you have to kind of look a little further and recognize like, okay, where does this asking quality really come from? Like, is it healthy or is it unhealthy, right? So for me, a healthy asker, they have like a strong sense of self, high self-esteem. I think that for me, what a healthy asker is, and I know one actually, they live in very realistic expectations of the world where people can tell them no. It's not that they're assuming that everybody's going to say yes, but they live in this world like, oh yeah, people can tell me no. And they know what they want, right? So because they know what they want, they're able to be like, yeah, can you help me with that? Um, There's no oh, should I, should I not, right? And I feel like guessers have that. Maybe I'm talking about myself. There's this feeling of like, (laughs) do I really want that? Is it okay to ask for that, right? Like that thought process doesn't really happen. Um, Versus an an unhealthy asker, I feel like sometimes if you think you're an asker, 
but it's kind of unhealthy because you're not really living in realistic expectations, you're more of a taker than an mm. asker. Yes. So something that I notice about takers, because um, I've met them in my life, is when you are a guesser or like, let's say an ask a taker asks an asker for something and then the asker says no or the guesser says no, whomever's on the other side, there's a lot of resentment and it kind of feels like, how dare you? I would do this for you. And it's like, oh, I, my bad. Like, I thought we were living in the real world here. So, like, the, I think there's a very big difference between, like, the asker, what a healthy asker looks like and what an unhealthy asker looks like or taker. Yeah, I definitely read, like, an article where uh, someone uh, was renting, like, an Airbnb. Uh, so it's, like, a husband and wife uh, couple. And the person renting the Airbnb every day would, like, ask for different things. And I'm thinking, like, they must have been a taker because they were asking for a lot of things. And um, the husband was a guesser. So mm-hmm. he felt like everything that this person asked like needed to be fulfilled, right? Like they they wouldn't ask directly if they didn't need or want for whatever they were asking for. Uh, so when the wife realized like what the dynamic was going on, introduced him into this guesser asker culture, and then he felt more comfortable saying no because they were like, this person is just an excessive asker. But I'm starting to be like, oh no, they're just a taker. Like they're just gonna see how much they can kind of like get away with, which is so shitty. Oh my god. <laughs> I feel like it happens for different reasons because what if I could see someone who's a guesser who gains resentment, like to your point, how you explain the guessers. And then they want to be an asker and then they fall into this feeling of like, well, I deserve this because I've been guessing for so long. I'm just going to take. Mm. Right. Or mm. and also, yeah, there are some people who just they're entitled and um, maybe they grew up and not maybe they probably grew up like that. Uh, <laughs> so there is this level of like if I'm going to say something, then it, everybody has to oblige. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think to go over to the guesser side of it, I think a lot of times guessers don't like to directly ask because being told no for them is almost like a direct blow to their ego. It's kind of like a reminder that their needs are maybe like not important or they're not going to uh, be met. And they'll only ask a direct question when they have assessed a situation and are of the thought that there's a high likelihood that their request will be granted. Um, So they have to kind of create a sense of safety for themselves to go outside of their normal uh, communication style. They take the word no very personally sometimes. Yeah, I think that guessers, as, as complicated as it feels to be a guesser sometimes, I do think that there's like a healthy level of being a guesser because as a guesser myself I've and I can and I know other people I mean like Crystal I feel like I'm calling you out uh is that okay I mean I'm a guesser for sure so there's no lies there (laughs) (laughs) so as guessers I feel like yes it is this weird like maneuvering in between in and out kind of thing but then we have a very strong awareness to nuance and ambiguity mm-hmm. and we can read people's body languages in a different way and like that make that creates a healthy space for us and what I like about guessers and what I find healthy about us is that we can read other people's perspectives sometimes and boundaries right mm-hmm. like we know how to read a room differently 
I feel like not all guessers have an accurate sense for other people because a lot of times I feel like, or at least this is like my very personal observation, a lot of guessers are born out of like trauma, out of their needs not being met, out of like neglect, right? Out of a fear of conflict and trying to create safety within their world. So I feel like a lot of people, and even if you have a a healthy way of like assessing a room, I feel like a lot of times for most people, it comes from uh, survival, right? Like you had to read the room. You had to know if your parent was angry. Like you had to assess if somebody was safe in order for you to like engage with them. And I think for some people, maybe in the past when they weren't even required to accurately guess what was safe, what was not safe. Um, and they, they tried to make those assessments and it backfired on them. They, they are very hyper aware or hyper cautious of their environment. And it, to your point, they read things very incorrectly. And I think that that kind of gets them into trouble because they don't ever directly ask. They continue to view the world as dangerous or a world that is unsafe for them where their needs are not going to be met because they're not accurately like reading the room. And obviously because they're not directly asking for what their needs are. They're not establishing those boundaries. Essentially what you're talking about for me, at least it reminds me, is um, attachment. Mm-hmm. So you think about attachment styles where you have insecure, secure attachment. And for the most part, I would guess that a lot of askers have a very, or they've grown to have, they come from a secure attachment or they've grown to have a secure attachment. And like the people that I know, particularly what I, what stands out to me about them is that their ego's not involved in any kind of way. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause it like what you were talking about with the guesser, their ego's involved because if they mm-hmm. feel some kind of way when someone says no, it's almost like this, like it, they experience it as um, a rejection. They experience it mm-hmm. as this, like, no, you can't have this. And it like consumes their world. And like the two people specifically that I know that are healthy, it's uh, my longtime best friend and my mm-hmm. partner, actually, like they just kind of take it as like, OK, that's fine. I'll do it myself. And I'm looking. I'm like, oh, OK, that wasn't so hard. Um, so that's <laughs> how you know you're with a real asker. Right. As opposed to someone who's a guesser, they obviously tend to have insecure attachments towards people. Um, and what I think is key to watch out and like recognize like, oh, am I a guesser or is this person a guesser and vice versa is there's always a conditional like rationale linked to their asking. So the condition being something internal that has to do with their ego, right? Like, I don't want to be rejected um, because then that means the other person doesn't love me. So if I were to ask Crystal, hey, Crystal, you're in the kitchen and, you know, hey, can I get a glass of water? And she's like, oh, my hands are full. I'll be like, all right, whatever. Like, you know, like it feels like an offense onto me when in reality her hands might be full, right? Like I'm not even taking that into consideration. It, it it can become very egocentric without you being selfish or narcissistic because you're so consumed with protecting yourself from that rejection. Yeah, no, I definitely feel personally attacked on that one. <laughs> but no, I'm like, yes, it is a rejection. When someone says no, it's a rejection. Like you don't love me enough to do this uh thing for me. I will say, I I also feel like I'm curious about what life looks like between two askers because I feel like you. Well, not I feel. I know that you know you and I both are guessers, and sometimes I feel like out of respect to the other person we 
are like really trying to understand the other's world and then it also still causes like a lot of communication issues or like a disconnect because it's like we're over kind of like compensating for the other person um so now I'm like what is life between two askers like (laughs) so I'm so happy that you said that because I think that that's why I wanted to point out that this is like a one piece of communication Mm -hmm. because like let's go back to those two askers that I have in my life so it's my best friend and my partner my partner, his emotional intelligence is so on point. I mean, you would think he was a guesser because I think I've only met guessers who mm. have this range of emotional, um, I guess, perception. And my best friend, she's not so high in the emotional intelligence, right? Like uh, her husband's actually more of a guesser. And uh, she it's not that she doesn't have emotional intelligence at all. It's just not the same. Um, so I, I can see them having a conversation and her kind of being oblivious. And even though they're both askers, she'd be like, but what's the big deal? And then he would have to break down the communication piece or the empathy piece. Um, so I feel like you could be an asker and still have empathy. Right. But if you're an asker, like there's so many different levels to it. And that's why it ranges within like who you're communicating with. Right. Like, it's not just like, are you direct or are you indirect? Like, cause they could both be direct, but then my boyfriend might have some feelings about the way she's just kind of blindly asking about something. Oh my God, I feel like they're going to hate me. (laughs) This has never happened, by the way. This is all a scenario in my head. (laughs) Uh, No, I I get it. What I will say is I also feel like um, some askers... Um, because they're just like, this is what it is. And they, when they lack, and I'm not saying that your best friend is this way, like some askers, when they really do lack that empathy, they see guessers as like passive aggressive or incomprehensible and they don't have any patience for Mm. understanding why guessers are the way they are and think this is unacceptable no matter what just ask for what you want they kind of like don't have the capacity to see the nuance or just kind of like the layers of of a guesser yeah and you know we were talking about last episode with regards to like emotional um availability or being Mm -hmm. emotionally unavailable you can be an asker and also not be emotionally available Therefore, mm-hmm. you kind of get in, you, you, you probably tend to get into relationships with people who are like complete guessers and they'll do whatever they can in order to like make you happy or re- like satisfy your request. Or if you meet another asker, you might get into an, on a very surface relationship where you can, it, it's almost like transactional, like you do this, I do this, you do that and that's it. And now we're happy, right? And like, mm-hmm. it varies with like different emotional ranges. I do want to bring in a a little bit of the cultural piece into this conversation. We do obviously see a lot of the connections between society and culture and how that influences people. So um, for the most part, even just globally, we see that British people, Americans are more of askers when they are in terms of like doing business as opposed to somewhere like Japan, where it's more of a guest culture. Sometimes when you go to Japan and we talk about like cultural intelligence and stuff like that, like if you're like a business, international business, something, whatever, major, or you do international business, like they talk a lot about um, cultural competency, because if you go to Japan and ask outright for what you need, which seems like 
right. Like that's, that's healthy. This is what we're supposed to do. Like it's seen as extremely rude in a place like Japan where guest culture is how they operate. And even within the United States, I feel like depending on where you go, like Northeast Mm. It's a lot more direct, ask for what you want. We're going to be clear. We're going to tell you what it is type of deal as opposed to the South that might, you know, like skirt around asking directly out of politeness, right? Because politeness and seeming like a good person, even if it's just surface level, is very important to them, like in their values. Yeah, I can't help but think that like when I see tourists on the street and they be pissing me off, um, I don't even ask them. To move I'm just like get the fuck out of my way so like I literally <laughs> do this thing where I'm like I'm not gonna ask I'm just gonna bulldoze my way through and that's a very New York thing mm-hmm. um, which is interesting but I did want to talk about so when you talked about being a guesser and how it comes out of survival and now you're talking about these cultures it made me think of culture and its purpose and I do think culture is a survival tactic right we all agree on these social norms in order to survive as a collective so I love that you use the word survival because if you're a guest culture it it came out of survival for the collective Um, and if you're an ass culture it came out of survival for I don't know yourself Well, you know what's funny, though? I also feel like, uh, well, I don't really know the happenings of England too much. But I also feel like, I mean, we were invaded by the English, right? So I think a lot of that was also, like, passed on Mm -hmm. to us of, like, how they, you know, whatever, how they do things. So I wonder um, just kind of, like, how when you, I guess, are the the ones colonizing versus colonizers how did they like just have the audacity because sometimes and this maybe this is the guesser bias in me i'm like mm. you have some audacity to be coming up in my space like this like there's a part of me that feels almost like personally offended and i know why and it's not necessarily true but i'm like where did this audacity come from can i buy this in the store do they sell it at Costco, like I needed them. Oh my lord! <laughs> you live in New York. I think you could find it everywhere. Uh, <laughs> one and two. You know, it's funny because I was questioning the whole survival piece with askers. But if you okay, this is gonna get real nerdy on on everybody right now. Um, if you think about England's like geographic placement in on the map mm-hmm. and why they had to go outside and like make guns and create this culture where they like were taking and became colonizers Mm -hmm. it's because they had nothing within to live off of so maybe it is a survival tactic Uh, yeah Yeah. oh that's true anyways let's not get too deep Uh, like can if you're a historian listening to this right now (laughs) hit us up (laughs) we would like to have a chat (laughs) also i what i will say is um woman i feel like tend Mm. to be a little bit more on the asker side. I mean, on the guesser side, because if women are askers, obviously society is like, she's a bitch, she's aggressive, she's too much. Um, When it comes to cis hetero women, like men might not want someone who is so outspoken and knows what they want, because then they might feel threatened about like, what is their role in her life, right? Um, So I feel like women also tend to be just socialize that way too um like i feel like if you see like a brother sister same parents same genetics same household um if they were kind of like socialized into traditional gender norms i would be curious to see 
if the man or the boy is more of an asker and the girl woman is more of a guesser. I I definitely agree with you that we've been socialized to to be a little more passive. Um, and, you know, even like these sayings that kind of, okay, you remember that movie, uh, My Big Fat Greek Wedding? I didn't watch it, but I okay. obviously know what you're talking about. <laughs> she gets, sorry for this, well, she gets married to the American, sorry for the spoiler alert, spoiler alert if no one has seen it, and um, her she's nervous the night before her wedding, and her mom, I think her dad doesn't approve of the wedding, so then her mom says something like, you know, the man may be head of the households, but the woman is the neck that holds the head. Right. So there's this very under like this, this passive way of saying, nah, we run shit, but they don't know. Right. So it's almost like mm-hmm. we always have to kind of like weave our way in and out, therefore making us guessers. <laughs> yes. And that's what I was going to say. I feel like there's this expectation that women have the time, the energy, or we're just born with this innate ability to take that we can just take the time to read the room around us. We can make determinations for other people for ourselves and that we'll act accordingly, right? According to like what the people around us want, need, etc. I think the part that pisses me off, and this is not really guest versus ass culture, is the fact that people don't see the value in that. Like the fact that the it's kind of like this, this labor that we do that is mm. unacknowledged and is the first thing to get devalued about us in any situation or scenario, but it is highly expected for us to do. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I never thought of it that way. Um, that's also where resentment comes from, right? Like, And like, let's remove gender roles for a second. Like, even if you mm-hmm. just expected to be a guesser and not an asker, and that was your role, like, I would get resentment. I mean, I do have gotten resentment off of it too. And I will say, on the flip side, when you start harboring too much resentment, it could be very easy to become a taker, right? Like, I know I mentioned that mm-hmm. earlier, and I'm not condoning it. I'm just understanding it. Um, like, I think about what guessers have the potential to be. So it can be manipulative it, because once you know how to read a room, you know how to read social cues, you know how to get people to give you what you want without really asking for it, that can be a very scary route to go down because then you choose to take from people, right? Like, and it is manipulative in this very you know, um, it seems, I guess that's the term passive aggressive. It seems quiet. It seems not threatening, but it actually is. And what I will say in regards to guessers in, in particular is that they will tend to be a little bit more of an asker in certain extremes. So sometimes with a close loved one, if they've established a good relationship where it feels healthy where they feel safe or if it's a complete stranger they will be more askers because there's less ambiguity for them in those types of relationships whereas maybe like you know that one friend that you always see at yoga class that you really like talking to her and you grab a coffee or uh ice matcha latte afterwards <laughs> you know like you might tend to be a little bit more on the guesser side because you're like well like uh, they're my friends or they're an acquaintance I like them but there's also like not this expectation that they're going to show up for me in these uh particular ways so again it's more of just kind of like being able to read and guess and Mm. navigate those situations that reminds me of something that i read that like the difference between guessers and askers is that askers it the situation feels very low stakes for them 
and I, mm-hmm. it goes back to the ego and guessers it feels high stakes for them right yeah so that makes sense the closer you would get to a person the higher the stakes are because god forbid the person that i actually want in my life leaves i can't handle that for the guessers so yeah i think that essentially what we're talking about here with regards to like how close we get and how far we are from people is boundaries right mm-hmm. and i think that askers when you're a healthy asker, you have healthy boundaries. You don't necessarily want to trample over other people's boundaries, which is why I can actually understand why they may get annoyed from a guesser because they're just kind of like not understanding where this person's walking towards um, or like maybe their boundaries feel inflicted upon because of the way they relate. But with guessers, I think that boundaries is a huge piece because they'll, similar to what you were saying about people who, who are guessers for survival, um, it feels to me as though sometimes their boundaries had to be crossed over and they got used to that, whether it's culturally or just because they had to in order to survive in whatever situation they were in. And now they just don't know where the line between themselves and the other person is. So there's this weird dance that they do and it can be very off-putting. <laughs> yeah, and it can be very unhealthy too because somebody, um, I forget where I heard this, but boundaries are almost like unmet expectations or expectations that haven't been like declared out loud in some sort of way, right? Like I have an expectation that you're not going to touch me or that like you're not going to steal my water from the fridge, whatever the case may be, right? Um, mm. So I I say that to say because I was dating someone who is an asker, I'm a guesser, and there were times where I was like, oh, you know, I'm really tired and, you know, kind of like, let's get out of here. Let's take a, you know, like, or I really, really, really want to do this thing. Like, oh, look at those people doing that thing, right? Like being very like suggestive about what are the things that I want to the point where the person, the asker was like, well, do you want us to scratch our plan so that you can we can do the thing that you want and I was like well what do you think like I I didn't want to like outright stay but that's what I, I wanted that. and I take full ownership of that now but at the moment I was very upset at this person for not meeting my needs and not putting my needs first mind you they asked me directly in one of those instances like okay like do you want to do this? And I still kind of like put it on them. And I remember in those instances, I lost a deep sense of trust in that person because I felt like they didn't understand me. I felt rejected to your earlier point about how guessers interpret um, a no, right? Because even though this wasn't an outright no, like we still didn't do the things that I wanted, right? So it was kind of like an unspoken no. And I think that um, for guessers, I do think that you need to be very mindful of these types of things, like who you're with, what are your needs and being explicit or working towards being more comfortable with being an asker because it can have detrimental effects. Like I lost trust in a person who would have very gladly, if I said, Hey, let's do this, you know, gone with my plan. I think what you're talking about is like that ability to sit with, or to even one, recognize what's your stuff, right? Like this idea mm-hmm. that they rejected you and now I can't trust them because that's something that was created and I could completely relate mm-hmm. to this. So I'm not just talking about you. That's something that was created a long time ago for safety, right? Like this person has to show up this way in order for it to be good, right? 
Um, and that you're never going to get that. Um, it, so then can you really assess safety? But it it has to be something where you're willing to sit with that and recognize that it is also you. And then no matter how scary it is, because I've had times, I don't know about you, but I've had times where like, I'm literally shaking asking for what I want mm. because that's yep. how scary I feel. Like that's how scary it feels to me. It feels like, mm-hmm. oh my God, like literally like someone's going to pull a gun out of me or something. It's, and then the, <laughs> my boyfriend will look at me like, okay, was that so hard? And I'm like, yeah, it was fucking hard. It was hard. <laughs> <laughs> like it wasn't easy. <laughs> And then the asker has to validate the guesser's feelings in that yeah. moment, right? Like, it's 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 complicated. What I will say, though, is after I learned about guess versus ask, I felt very comfortable asking this person, um, just outright saying what it is that I wanted. Only because I will say th- this person gave or met a lot of my needs at the moment without me having to ask so I think it felt safer for me to in those moments where I needed something specifically and after realizing like the miscommunications in those like instances where I was being very much a guesser and asking for what I needed like in an indirect way to realize like, Oh, I can ask in a direct way. So I do think that it depends on both people in the relationships, but it starts with your own awareness. Oh my Lord. Yeah. Because no matter how feel, how safe I feel, um, there's this voice. It's like a very mean voice. And I've talked about that voice before, but I'm so connected to it now. It's just like, it's pounding on me, right? Like, no, you don't deserve. No, this is stupid. No, you're dumb. Like all these things. And no matter how safe the other person looks and I'm like, I really want to try, I'm still kind of like restricted even now. Yeah. I mean, it's practice. You got to undo how many years of conditioning at this point? 25. <laughs> I didn't mean this so that you could actually answer. Oh, 25 years. If anybody was wondering. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that I've really been asking myself a lot is like, is there a better way to exist in the world? Is being a guesser like the ultimate like L? Like what if we all just lived in a world of askers? Like, is there a place for the both of us? Should we all just be askers? Like, should we all be guessers? So I think that's a good question. I was thinking about that too. I don't think that one is better than the other. Mm -hmm. What about you? No, I don't think that there's one um, that is better than the other. I think that there's, I guess, and this might be my guesser bias, but I think there is a beauty to being able to, like, assess a room. Because I, I don't think that it, for me, when it comes to being a guesser, it's not just about getting your needs met right it's a it's just about how you exist in the world right a lot Mm -hmm. of guesses like you've mentioned earlier are empathetic are able to read the room have a sense of nuance right so I think that there's a warmth um that exudes and not saying that askers don't have any warmth right but there's like this like this warmth, this safety that a healthy guesser can bring into a space. And I think that considering the world that that we are in now, I think that we do need people to hold space for themselves, for other people, to make them feel like, like it's okay, it's safe, 
I understand you. You're not like alone in this world, if that makes any sort of sense. No, that makes absolute sense. Because even the askers need at least someone to kind of point out and say like, hey, did you recognize that you're actually feeling that? Because I feel like askers, sometimes they'll ask for certain things because they need it, right? Um, But it's really to kind of maybe quiet down whatever it is that they're feeling without actually recognizing the connection. So you're going to need someone who's more empathetic, more aware, emotionally intelligent to say, hey, you know, I think what you're experiencing is this. Is that a possibility? And then therefore they can ask for something more direct that'll help them with whatever needs they think they have. So I think there's beauty in the guesser, right? Um, I actually think I have a little more resentment towards being a guesser because of the fact that I've let so many people walk over my boundaries. Yeah. And th- and that's what I that's why I was like a healthy guesser, someone who has boundaries, who understands themselves and doesn't uh let themselves get trampled over. Um and I do think that there is room in the world for guessers to adopt a little bit more of that ass culture. I think that again, when you become healthy and you want your boundaries to be respected, I think you do need to be someone who speaks up for your needs. And the way to do that is sometimes by directly asking. Like you can't, you know, make your needs known in a way that's indirect leaving it up to the other person to decide whether or not they think your needs are important or just leaving shit up to chance in the hopes that the other person is going to understand uh where you're coming from i think that uh there's there's value in um adopting a little bit of both absolutely and then to the cultural piece i mean there's especially especially because the world has become so small, right? It's big, but it's small. You don't know who you're interacting with, right? Like you don't mm-hmm. know who you're going to piss off by asking. You don't know who you're not, who you're going to piss off by maybe not asking, right? Like there has to be mm-hmm. a way, a little, and I always go back to this, like this balance of the, of everything, right? Like being in an extreme isn't, isn't healthy, right? Like you can't just flat out be an asker. You can't just flat out be a guesser because then you're not going to experience most good that comes with it right like so you're kind of like falling in between in the middle recognizing that not everybody is like you and learning how to read these social cues um because we are social beings so it's just going to benefit you yeah i was reading this mommy blog where a woman who was raised very much in guest culture for whatever her early life experiences were now she's more she's leaned more towards being an asker and she's raising her children to be a little bit more askers but and of course i do think that there's a fine line but i i liked one example that she gave where the the child was like i'm hungry and then she asked is there a question that you'd like to ask or is there a question behind that statement so that they're then able to assess like okay i'm saying this like what is my expectation what is my boundary what is it that i need so mm-hmm. they can kind of like tap into themselves in terms of just navigating the world in a much healthier way ooh i like that uh that could be a thing right turning getting people to become askers with themselves so that they can learn mm. more about who they are yes. right? like, instead of asking other people asking yourself first right because I was having a conversation with my sister this weekend and something happened where she wasn't explicitly stating her feelings um mm-hmm. so I kept I had to keep asking so what is it that you're really trying to say with that statement because I understood mm-hmm. it 
um, but she didn't. And then I kind of told her, like, that's that's what you need to start with when you're communicating with people. I'm feeling this, right? Like, so becoming if you can become an asker with yourself and then communicate your answers to other people, I mean, that'd be a nice middle ground. Yes. And you know what? <laughs> That's what that's your takeaway from this episode. <laughs> Start asking no, yourself. <laughs> that's a takeaway from every episode. <laughs> truly, truly, though, this entire podcast. <laughs> well, that is our episode. I know y'all enjoyed this one because we had a lot of good information. So let's not even front. Make sure to follow and subscribe to our podcast. Uh, definitely check us out on Instagram and TikTok at Never Told This Pod. And if you want to drop us a note, definitely send us an email at Never Told This Pod at gmail.com. And yes, please subscribe, subscribe, subscribe so you can keep coming back so we can tell you what they never told us.